0: Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey if you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. I am so glad that you are here for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast. And today our topic is healing our abandonment issues, healing our abandonment issues. Many times in life, we end up operating from a place of anxiety and insecurity because of the losses we have faced. It can be losses as a result of death. It can be losses as a result of a relationship ending. It can be losses as opposed to as a result of people walking away, uh, being ghosted, being rejected, being abandoned. And emotionally, when we have these experiences, we can become fearful that it will happen again. That relationship spaces take on a sense of instability And we can begin to wonder if there is something wrong with us, if we are lacking in some way, if we have the capacity to be loved, to be cared for, or people to actually stick around, to stay with us in truth and in honesty and in faithfulness and with consistency and when we end up having abandonment issues that guide our behavior, our decision-making, our conversation, it can create a lot of tension, not only for us, but for our friends or our family or for our loved ones. Because whenever anxiety, is the central voice in our heads and in our relationships. It causes us to operate out of a space of desperation and stress. And we are not flowing with being at home with ourselves. So often I use the phrase, settle your spirit. So that is an inner calming. Not just settling my physical body, not just settling my thoughts, but my very spirit to get to that place of assurance, of calmness, of groundedness within myself. When I get there, I shift out of my abandonment fears and I'm truly able to occupy my life. I am able to really be present and clear without the dominant voice being the fear and insecurity and self doubt. So, how do we know when we have abandonment issues? Sometimes they show up as us only having superficial relationships. So often we will complain about other people being emotionally unavailable or other people being very surfaced. But sometimes when we have a pattern of those relationships, we may be actually the ones who have a fear of real connection and intimacy because our concern is we will eventually be disappointed or discarded. So to avoid it getting to that place, We keep things very surface, even as we may be conflicted or torn because a part of us does want companionship. A part of us does want intimacy. And so not only may we have very shallow or surface relationships, we may also find ourselves sabotaging relationships. The underlying message becomes I'm going to end it before they do. I'm going to reject them before they reject me. I'm going to check out before they check out. Uh, and so, out of our fears or anxieties, we can also start testing people, where every aspect of the relationship it feels like the people are under surveillance or we are constantly monitoring, it is that hyper vigilance where I am expecting you to leave or disappoint me. And so I constantly have on my armor, I am constantly preparing myself for your departure. And so as a result of always preparing for people to leave, I am never truly present. I always have one emotional foot out the door. I have my armor up, my heart covered, my mind protected and not trusting you because I am afraid that you are untrustworthy. And so we see this uh, in our behavior, sometimes not matching the circumstance and us operating from a place of irritability uh, because I am pushing people away by my behavior, even as I say, I want them to stay. So we want to consider what are the ways that I have been defensive, guarded, emotionally unavailable and detached? What are the ways that I have put people under surveillance, that I have been hypervigilant, where I have expected the worst, even as I am desiring the best. And when I constantly, perpetually prepare myself for the worst, it keeps me from being present, not only present within myself, Home within myself, but it also keeps me from being present in my friendships, present with my family members, present in romantic relationships. Not only that, but when we have a fear of abandonment, we have a constant need for reassurance that no matter how many times people say they care, or how many times they call you back, or how many overtures they do, it is never enough. We are always questioning because the reality is we don't feel worthy as a result of the early abandonments in our lives. Those abandonments may have been physical departures, or it may have been emotional disconnections that made us feel like no one will ever choose us sincerely, authentically, consistently. And so every little slight or every little disconnect or disappointment can get escalated and blown out of proportion uh, because we fear the departure Of those in our circle. And these abandonment issues may have even shown up in our childhood with separation anxiety from your parents, school anxiety, panic and panic attacks. This abandonment issue may even have shown up as a child or now demonstrated by a fear of being alone that while we fear the disappointment and departure of others some of us cannot tolerate any time by ourselves because it causes us to be triggered and feel that we are unworthy and question why no one is present every moment, every season of our lives. And so we can uh, really cling tightly to people. We can have expectations that don't match the level of intimacy of the relationship. And so it is very important for us to heal these wounds. They are the wounds of emotional neglect That neglect may have been by your parents or guardians, or it could be a series of friendships or relationships where you never really felt prioritized or valued. Those wounds can come from stress and fear, and those wounds can come from traumatic experiences. When you have had the death or loss of someone when there was a natural disaster that took away people you cared about, when a loved one has been incarcerated or moved away suddenly, there can be such a pain involved also when you were suddenly abandoned, rejected, replaced. And so being aware that whether it was death, abuse, loss of a relationship, divorce, infidelity, that there may be wounds that you are carrying into your friendships, into your relationships that end up sabotaging the very thing that you want. We can also have abandonment issues related to growing up in poverty. And so with growing up, With poverty, we can develop a scarcity mindset. And that scarcity mindset is not only about material possessions uh, not being available, but there can also be a fear that emotional resources will not be available. That often if we grew up in families where there was a lot of financial stress, The adults that were around had to work a lot, had to do a lot to try to juggle and keep our heads above waters. And so while they were trying to financially provide, they may have been emotionally unavailable, not only for those families that grew up in poverty, but also if you grew up with parents where the priority was accumulation. So they were not in a place of lack, but really the value, the time, the energy was so spent on possessions and accumulating wealth or material possessions that sometimes there was an erasure or an overlooking of the emotional needs of those in the family. So whatever brought you to your abandonment issues, it is important that we heal those wounds so that we can shift our minds, our emotions, even our bodily responses. Because when you have abandonment issues, it's not just that your thinking becomes consumed with the anxiety, but you can have a physical response to people's uh, departure or your sense of them leaving. Uh, And so it can show up, mind, body, heart, spirit. And so the first thing I would raise is it is important for us to have awareness. When we are not clear that we have abandonment issues, then we can engage in behaviors that are destructive and we're puzzled by the outcome. We're puzzled about why this pattern keeps happening and we're not able to see our potential role in the dynamics of our friendships or our romantic relationships. The stress that we carry in our bodies, we're not able to see the root. And so we have to acknowledge the root in order for us to do the healing work So I invite you to consider now what are the ways in which I experienced abandonment, emotionally or physically, as a child or as an adult? What has been the impact of the deaths, of the breakups, of the divorce, of the ghosting, of the friendships that unraveled. How have I carried that in my heart, in my mind, in my relationship patterns? Reflection allows insight and self-awareness because when I see it, that begins the steps needed to shift it. When I am in denial, and unable to see my part in the pattern, then I may just believe, why does this keep happening to me? It's because something is lacking in me. And the truth may be not about what is lacking, but in some ways, what I can recreate as a result of my fears or what I excuse or allow because of my fears, or who I choose because of my fears. And so how have my anxieties created more stress for me? How have my anxieties created more stress for me, forcing me to hold on in moments when I need to let go, or forcing me to walk away? In moments when I need to have the faith and strength to stand still and not run and hide. So consider for yourself what your pattern is. Does your fear of abandonment cause you to hold on to unhealthy relationships because you're afraid you would never be able to find someone who would treat you well? Or... Do you find yourself in the presence of people who are actually being kind to you and you can't trust it, that you can't come home to it, that you can't embrace it because of the vigilance and the fear? Then it is important for us to engage in our self-care because while relationships are healing, Our internal process is also needed because when I do not have an internal well, sometimes I'm not able to receive people who are genuinely kind because at my core, I do not feel deserving of it. And so I begin to work on my self-love and my confidence, not so much based on all of these great deeds I have done, because that puts us in the mindset of always having to prove our worth and value. But instead, as a sacred being on the planet, as just a living being, there are some fundamental levels of respect and care that I deserve, just as every other person deserves. So when we think about our self-care, our worth, value, and confidence, it is not about needing to list all of the impressive things about yourself. You do not need to fall into the cycle of needing to perform and impress yourself to be deserving of care just by virtue of you being a living being, being present, who you are in your skin, with your spirit, that you are authentically, genuinely worthy of care. And even if you don't yet fully believe it, if we can start engaging in the behaviors of care, that can begin to shift the ways in which we think and feel about ourselves. So consider your daily routine. So that it is not a rare occurrence for you to do something for you, for you to love on yourself, for it not to be a rare occurrence. But how do I create a practice, a lifestyle, a daily ritual of engaging with mindsets and actions that affirm my identity How can I show love and care for me today, even as I'm aware of my imperfections, even as I am aware of the ways in which I have felt disappointment or lack, but to begin to be a friend to myself. Then it is important as we think about healing those early wounds, to really consider therapy, along with therapy, or instead of therapy, you may also want to use some self-help books that can walk you through the practice of shifting those wounds. I will give you this by way of a therapeutic example. Sometimes to keep ourselves safe, we overgeneralize. So because one person or three people left, we assume everyone will leave. Because some people cheated, we assume that everyone is a liar. Because some people were caught up in their own selfish motives, then we conclude everyone is out for self, so I'm going to be selfish too. We can overgeneralize as a way of trying to keep ourselves safe. But because we are now operating in a distorted mindset, we can create confusion ourselves and we can justify our own destructive behaviors because we conclude everyone is doing it. Everyone is out of order, everyone is lying. Everyone is deceiving, everyone is manipulating, and so I might as well join them. And now we have become a duplicate, a replica of the very things that wounded us. And so one of the therapeutic ways of us healing is for us to interrupt the pattern of overgeneralizing, to catch myself whenever I am saying everyone or all people, or all men do this, or all women do this, or I might as well be like everyone else. For me to interrupt that because now I am participating in a way of life that is destructive, that does not honor my sacredness or the sacredness of friendship or relationship, or humanity and so instead we really come to a place of saying i will see truth but i will not overapply truth i will recognize the ways in which i have been hurt or disappointed but i will not make the gener- make that the general rule for how i live my life and so what that can mean is taking sacred pause. If someone has to work late, if your partner has to work late, let me take sacred pause and notice my tendency to jump to conclusions that they have been in an accident and so they're somewhere on the side of the road, hurt or dead. Or to jump to the conclusion they are not where they said they were going to be they're lying, they're tricking me, let me take sacred pause and recognize how much am I letting my wounds of the past dictate my fears of the present. And for us to be aware, it is not about being oblivious or naive, but it is about walking with balance So I am not offering to you that you should walk around with blinders on because that also is unhealthy. But what I am saying is if I look at every interaction, every circumstance, every relationship dynamic as betrayal and abandonment waiting to happen, then I will show up in that space in some destructive ways. And so I settle myself, I take sacred pause, and I really look at what is creating me to be stirred up on the inside. What is creating this response in my body, in my mind, in my spirit? How much of it is based in my past And how much of it is a response to what is happening in this present moment, in this present circumstance with this particular person? And so I invite you to take breath, giving yourself compassion and not judgment, because there is a reason. There are reasons why we walk around with these fears based on what we have lived through. And at the same time, I do not want to be a hostage to my fears. I do not want to be stuck in my insecurities. I want to get to the place where I can let love in. I want to get to the place where I recognize some people do care. I want to get to the place where I can heal my trust issues with myself and with others. And so we begin to recognize the pattern, to take sacred pause, to shift out of overgeneralizing, supporting myself for the anxieties and fears that I may have. And I also shift out of mind reading. Because of our abandonment issues, sometimes we are always anticipating the worse and we think we know what other people are thinking and that assumption can cause us to lose sight of truth and of grace of let me really begin to ask questions let me start to observe instead of assuming I already know what people are thinking or what their intentions were or what they are up to. But for us to get to that place, not just of reflection, but of dialogue. Many of us, because of our fears, we go into shutdown mode. So we see something or hear something that a friend or partner says that uh, causes concern. And instead of talking to them about it, we get very silent and immobilized and detached, disconnected and harden our hearts. And we have never had a sincere, honest conversation about what it is that is upsetting us, frightening us, confusing for us, concerning for us. So as we heal our abandonment issues, let's at least give people the opportunity to address the concern. Before we start packing our bags and emotionally disconnecting, let us take the risk of conversation, of discourse, of transparency, which can also be vulnerability. Because if I share the things that hurt me, if I share my fears, that can be a very vulnerable place. But out of that honest dialogue, I can get clarity. Perhaps my fears were accurate and this person is checked out and then I can make decisions based on that truth. But perhaps it is not true. Perhaps this friend is really a friend and the reason I have not heard from them is they're dealing with COVID or dealing with layoffs or they're fighting their own depression. And so instead of assuming that they're fake or that they don't care or that they are another Judas, another person who's going to betray my trust, let me engage and share how I feel and what I would like out of this friendship or out of this relationship and see what happens from there. A healing aspect of coming home to ourselves is being genuine and authentic. When I am operating in fear, I can often mask and disappear. But as I come home to myself, I can stop filtering and censoring so much and actually take the risk of saying what I feel, what I think, what I need, what I want, what I am concerned about, what I fear. All of these pieces are how we build intimacy, connection, relationship, and not only voice voicing mind, but authentically and genuinely being open to receive and be curious about the other person's needs and fears and concerns and wants. Because when I fear abandonment, sometimes not only do I shut out my feelings, but sometimes I am not present to hear what is going on with the other person. the other people. And so as I push past my abandonment issues, it allows me to show up more for myself and for you and for this relationship. I am excited about the healing that is taking place as we journey home to ourselves. And I recognize that that healing shifts not only our internal lives, but our friendships and our relationships. I want you to know that when you see truth in yourself and in other people, even when that truth is painful, there is liberation there, there is healing there, there is empowerment there. So let us not operate with blinders because of our fear of what will happen, but let us actually show up and see. And from there, we can let our wisdom and our clarity guide our feet. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.